Warning, Family Ties Positive Vibes may or may not contain any positive vibes. However, it is sure to contain three members of a family trying their best. Welcome to Family Ties Positive Vibes, a podcast about our lives and the nonsense behind all of it. My name is Michael Summers. My name is John Summers. And my name is Lady Linnell Summers. And, you know, I always say, like, I, I, I love to think of this podcast as like a a weekly thing or a bi-weekly thing. Uh, it, it occurs to me after uploading some of these that it takes us a little longer to record than I, I always think it does. I feel like we do these really often. And then I start uploading them. <laughs> and we don't have that many, do we? Yeah, which is unfortunate. So we need to do this more often because we're enjoying it. We are. Yeah. We need to build up the stockpile. Uh, Mom, how was your week? I've had a pretty good week. Um, I could tell you about the new garage door. I feel like such an adult finally. I purchased <laughs> my first garage door. You'll need to tell me how to do that because we're about to have to do that over, over uh, at Dad's house as well. So. Well, I called up the garage door people and they came out and took some measurements and then emailed me some pictures of what they could uh, install for me. And I kind of gulped at the price, but um, sucked it up and said, sure, go ahead. Let's do that. I don't know if this is like an issue you ran into or like just a common issue. Um, Garage door measurements are weird. And like apparently not all garage door manufacturers manufacture the size you need for your home. I think that was an issue that we had because they mentioned something about like taking four inches off of either side or something. Well, they had come out to service the previous garage door and the guy had taken a measurement. And so when I called about replacing the door, they looked back at that measurement and then they said, well, we're going to come measure it again. (laughs) And so they came and the second time they went back and said, yeah, we've got a garage door that is exactly that size. Well, excellent. And it does seem to fit. Yeah, it seems to work well enough. Honestly, like, it's a nice garage door, but also I'm not entirely sure I could tell what the difference is between it and the last one is. It looks the same, doesn't it? It's very white. I think it's a little cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's mostly it. There's no cobwebs on it yet. And uh, if I wanted to, it would be a smart garage door, but I I think I really want a dumb garage door. Uh, As someone who works in the IT field, like, even, like, adjacently, um, I don't want any smart appliances in my house i want the dumbest appliances possible yes because i don't trust any like it's it's not that i don't trust it but also anything that's constantly that has to always be connected to the internet is also always a vulnerability well what happens when the power goes out what happens when the power goes out what happens when your firewall breaks and someone hacks into your thermostat and even if you don't mind the temperature being at 150 degrees. That's a lot of heat you're wasting. Yeah. it's a lot of money you're wasting. Yeah. yeah. So th- that's just kind of my perspective. It's you, no one needs it. And while sure, it could be nice to just have the house be cool or warm when you get home the way you want it. I think most thermostats already have a timer built in. Right. Them. They're programmable. And I have a pretty set schedule. I know what time I'm going to be home. I make sure it's either warm or cool yeah. by the time I walk in the front door. I get why those kinds of things exist for people who, for one reason or or another, might have anxiety about, oh my God, did I lock the door? And they can just, with a a tap of the button on their phone, they can be like, okay, it's locked. Yeah. That that can be nice. 
but it's not anything that I personally would ever want. Well, there are many times I have backed out of the garage and started driving somewhere and couldn't remember closing the door. So I drive around the block and come back past the house and it's always closed mm-hmm. because it's like muscle memory. I it's always habit. reach. Yeah, I'm always closing it when you I back You do it out. so often that you don't need to think about it. And then you don't, because you didn't think about it, you don't you're not remember. sure if you did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, so. I do want to circle back to what you said at the beginning, Mom, of how you finally feel like an adult because you did this and that terrified me (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna be an adult for a little while huh okay i still don't feel like an adult i've only been working for several years now i'm (laughs) only now listening to my mother of two children say now i feel like an adult like oh okay i guess i'm just gonna feel aimless for a while yeah two adult children (laughs) (laughs) legally speaking yes john how's your week been my week has been all right with the seasons warming up, uh, I'm getting a lot more business. It felt like at the first day of uh, March, everyone realized, hey, it's a little bit warmer. Hey, I don't like being warm. I'm going to call up a shaved ice company. So we're, I'm getting uh, calls as often as I can from uh, schools for birthday parties for the shaved ice place that I work at. And it's nice to be busy, but also I don't like working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, downside to making money. Yeah, I suppose. But it's... It's one of those things like where I'm I'm driving and I get a call on the work phone and it's like, okay, I'm going to have to remember to call them back. And then sometimes it takes a couple hours before I do. And it's like, oh, now it's 7 p.m. Now I don't think I can call them back. Did they leave a text message? No, they didn't. Uh, but that's just work. <laughs> there are admittedly a lot of times where I'm like, I just get home from doing some kind of work set up over the weekend. And I'm like, oh, John's at working right now. I could go and get a shaved dice somewhere. He's probably at the park. Mm-hmm. I could get a nice cold shaved ice. And then I think about it, and then I think about it a little more. I'm like, ah, oh, but I'd have to get back in the car and drive there. And that's the big draw of our business is that potentially we can come to you for $65. Yeah, well, $65 <laughs> for a snow cone is maybe a little out of my budget. Yeah. Also, I ripped my pants today. <laughs> well, that, tell more. Um, I got finished up with an event at the high school and I had my phone in my pocket. And as I got back in the warehouse, I backed in, everything was good to go. I opened the door and my phone inside the pocket got caught on the door as I was dropping down out of the truck because there's a drop. And uh, instead of my phone shooting out of my pocket, like I would have preferred, honestly, instead it just tore a big hole in my pants that I'm still wearing, actually. Yeah. um, (laughs) The the entire bottom of the pocket is visible. And some of your (laughs) underwear. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness so that part i didn't realize it's it's fine it's fine we're all family here you're gonna have to go to target and get some new pants on actually i mean like this isn't something i meant to do on air but it's more of a convenience thing you want to take a pair of pants that don't fit me very well because you're a little thinner than i am i would like to try those yes please cool uh next time you're over yeah. i'll give those to you thank you <laughs> and what have you done this week michael You know, this week I got to fulfill my civic duty. I was on jury duty this week. And I mean, I don't think anyone's ever excited about jury duty necessarily unless they got nothing else going on in their lives. But that's not me. I got other things going on in my life, like making money or other things. I don't know. I don't actually have a lot going on. So how much time did jury duty take up? I had to take two days off of work, not in a row, weirdly enough. I had to take Monday off to go in, and they called me in, like, immediately. It wasn't like a go into the waiting room and sit around for a while waiting to see if they get to your group. No, I went, I got in there, and it was first thing. It's like, okay, 
time to go and see if uh, you're going to be on the panel. So they have me walk over to the courtroom. I go up to the second floor, Department 5, and I get to wait even longer in the hallway as they get set up or whatever. And, you know, day one, I guess how they do it now because of COVID, what a surprise. Rather than have everyone waste a bunch of time being packed into a courtroom, they have it a lot more spread out now. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like shoulder to shoulder how it used to be, or at least it wasn't day one. That changed day two. We all went in, and rather than wasting a bunch of time where everyone was there, like, answering questions one by one, they just gave us out a packet to fill it. Like, we got pens and a packet, and it's like, do you think possessing drugs is bad? Do, do you watch television? How do you get your news? Stuff like that, like basic demographic kind of stuff, I guess. We could have been doing this the whole time. Uh, and like I was there once they actually got me in, I was there a maximum of 30 minutes compared to the several hours I'm sure it took in the past. So I get there. I fill out a packet. I leave done for the day they say okay um we're gonna bring in another group on tuesday but you get to come back on wednesday and so i do i go back on wednesday and this time they got everyone in the city of bakersfield to be packed into that courthouse um i know that like that's an exaggeration but that was that was shoulder to shoulder there were a lot of people that had to like stay in the hallway because there just weren't enough seats anymore for all five departments that took a little longer to get through wow um And that's when I actually learned some of the facts of the case, which I'm probably legally not supposed to talk about, but I'm a little sad I didn't get picked for it now because it sounded so, well, interesting in the sense that I need to know the story of what happened for three different assault charges and uh, grand theft, possession of stolen property, possession of drugs. Like, this guy did it all in one night. I need to know his life. Three different weapons, three different assault with a def- with a deadly weapon. Yes, um, and he didn't commit murder. No one died. That was made clear. I- ideal, honestly. But assault did happen. So I'm not saying he's guilty, but the prosecution was not stressed about this case at all. So he was probably guilty. Anyways, but guilty of which <laughs> charges? That's what they're there to figure out. I, I I don't know. I don't know. And that's why I'm sad. I. I'm not going to be on the jury because I'm never going to know the yeah. full story. And also, I kept forgetting the guy's name, so I'm never going to be able to look him up later. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm never going to be able to find his Wikipedia page, his Hulu documentary series. <laughs> how how did this happen? How did this man never get caught? He well, did. he did. <laughs> yeah. That's why there's not going to be a TV show, Michael. And also, he's not a serial killer, so he wouldn't get the TV show anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. He's not Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. So um, it, was, it was Jeffrey Dahmer that, who was a serial killer, right? I don't know. I don't watch any of those series. I have a friend who's very interested in serial killers. I should ask her. Anyway. All right, so trying to well not speed things up actually we're trying to do the opposite because apparently i talk too fast sometimes for these bits we're gonna transition we're gonna take it easy we're gonna talk about some stuff we like it's time to talk about show and tell show and tell show and tell we can't really show but we can tell john what did you bring for show and tell i love showing and telling uh this week i'm actually bringing something a medium that i've not brought before i am bringing a twitch streamer uh, Twitch is a service on the internet where people 
oftentimes play video games or do art, and you can watch them live as they're doing it. And I am bringing the Twitch streamer Cassifras, who just so happens to be my, uh, basically, friend since grade school, Cassie. And she's a Twitch streamer now. She just got to a thousand followers, and she's getting, like, oh, regular views. She's broadcasting every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, starting at 8 p.m., and it's been a hoot and a holler being there with her. That's pretty impressive. I do some Twitch streaming on my own time, but it's not nearly as impressive. I think I have, oh, 15 followers, um, and none of them ever watch my streams because I'm very bad at video games. <laughs> but what, is, what does Cassie do? She uh, plays video games poorly. <laughs> I, she's just better at being poor, I think. You know what? I'll give that. It I'll, also, I'll give her that. Uh, she also does a lot of her art there. Uh, she takes commissions and such, and she works on the own stream. Um, she's something of a png tuber so i'm told which is she has a little picture that she has that she can animate at a moment's notice so rather so, than showing her own face or video on her stream she has just like an animated version of herself yeah yeah and uh, i have accidentally let slip her real first name a couple times but luckily the chat function in there has little things that prevent me from revealing her identity thank god yeah thank goodness i would guess that playing video games badly is much harder than it sounds Playing video games badly is easy. Being entertaining while doing so, that's where the difficulty comes in. Yeah. And I'm very bad at being entertaining because, like, I'll play a video game and I'll just, I will space out. I will. You're focused oh, well. on the game. Okay. Well, that just happened. Oh, look, there's a guy over there. Oh, oh, he's shooting at me. Okay, I got him. Yeah, I'm not interesting. I can't be interesting while I'm playing a video game. I'm too focused on trying yeah. to not be bad. Right. And that's the opposite of what you need to do. Yeah. Or be so good, or not be bad at video games. Those are the two options. Uh, nah, I can't do that. Anyway, that sounds really interesting, and I might pull up her stream if only to commission her. Yeah. And also, uh, I'm very sorry I haven't been watching a lot of your streams recently, because you and her uh, tend to stream at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's fair. I'd rather you watch her streams anyways. So, Michael, what did you bring to show and tell? I was a little hesitant to talk about this at first, mainly because I thought I talked about it already, <laughs> admittedly. I don't play a lot of video games anymore, but I was asked to play this one by my girlfriend, Inscription. And it's very interesting in the sense that it's it doesn't play like a traditional video game. It was described to me as a roguelike deck builder, which basically means you play the game over and over from the beginning, and each time you play it, you kind of get a little better at it. It's a deck builder. It's a card game where it's like... Well, I guess like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, like you ha you you're playing against another person using like monster cards and you battle it out. And it's very interesting because everyone online says you don't want to know anything about this game before you play it. You just need to play it yourself. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to break all those rules. Um, it's got the form of like a game within a game within a game. Like you're playing a video game about a guy who's playing a video game who is himself in a different video game. It's very strange and very bizarre, and it gets unfolded like little bits at a time. Like little bits of the game, it has like metagame bits into it. Like when you first open up the game, the new game button, you can't pick it because the, the main villain in the game stole the new game button. You have to continue playing where the last person who played it left off. 
Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so it's got a, a little bit of like uh, what what some people have described as like an augmented reality game built into it. Like it has hidden elements that people have like tried to delve into the code and figure out like what the story behind all of this really is. And while that's a little excessive, I can say that the actual aspects of the game that I played were very fun. Surprisingly gory and gruesome at times, but very, very fun. You said that this was a card game? I said it was a card game, but it's also like um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Man, okay, so I'm about There's to put no... my entire childhood on blast. There are no good ways to describe this. <laughs> the character you're playing in Inscription has to win the game, otherwise he dies. And sometimes... To succeed at this game, I'm ex I'm sorry, I'm about to describe some really messed up stuff. He has the option of pulling out his own teeth in order to give himself an advantage or carving out his own eye from his skull. Remember, this is only a game. It's yes. only a game. Within a game. And that's why, like, warning, like, very sorry, this was a little messed up. And maybe we should go and, like, put a content warning. So, like, skip to this time in the episode so that you don't have to listen to any of this. Hey, do we already have the mature rating on our podcast? No, we've stopped doing that. Okay. Because we don't swear anymore. Yeah. Wait, we don't? Well, if we do, we bleep it out. Yeah, so content warning. I'm not saying bad words, but it's it's some dark stuff to hear about. Gruesome depictions. Yeah. Anyone can play this game, except for like kids or like anyone who has taste. <laughs> but it's very interesting. Okay. If you can set aside your own personal tastes and play a weird game for a little while, you might be entertained. You probably will. Mom, what did you bring for show and tell? I brought two things. First one is from Ooh. YouTube. I stumbled upon, I don't know how I find these things, but I, I find some interesting content on YouTube. So there's this channel called Talking with Docs. It's two doctors from Canada. I think they're from Ontario. And they have a channel where they talk about medical issues. And they're short videos, like 10, 15 minutes long. So it's not a huge investment in time. But That's the doctors like are kind of cute. They're not super young. Uh, but one of them looks like he's going to break out laughing at any second. <laughs> so first of all, their topics just seem entertaining because they, they appear like they're about to laugh. Um, mm -hmm. So they treat their subject matter fairly lightly, even though it's very serious. And they're really good at giving device or advice and talking about medical subjects. They bring in colleagues sometimes to talk about different medical topics. And I think they are very entertaining. And then the second thing I brought was a movie I watched this weekend on Amazon called You Again. It's not a new movie. It's like from 2010, but I'd never seen it before. And it was hilarious for its relatability. It stars um, Kristen Bell, who is a fabulous actress. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that I noticed, well, I suppose everyone, if you watched the movie, would notice all the women from this family in the movie all have similar issues in that... She was a real, well, she didn't have a good experience in high school. And her brother was extremely popular. She was extremely not. And 10 years later, when she is successful in the professional world, her brother marries her nemesis from high school. That would be... Yeah. So they uh, all come back home for the wedding. And yeah, it, it kind of goes awry, pulls together at the very end. But I, I kind of thought like five minutes from the end, it was kind of all fall apart. <laughs> but it was, it was interesting to me how when they wrote the story... Uh, it turns out all the women, she had issues with somebody from high school. Her mother had unsolved business with somebody. And then the grandmother 
had some unresolved issues as well. Was it like the from same? their own high school experiences or just from like this daughter's high school experience? Or was it their own individual high school experiences of the same family? Like- no, they were all a little bit different. But um, yeah, I, I think lesson learned from this movie is um, it, it's always better to address topics up front. Get all the messy business out of the way. Don't let anything fester. Because the um, fiance nemesis uh, came at this from the angle of she didn't remember the sister at all. So kind of pretended that it never happened. She didn't know who the girl was, never met her before. You know, certainly they went to the same high school, but it's a big high school. You don't know everybody. Right. So well, anyways, it, it comes upon Kristen Bell to prove that the fiance did know her. <laughs> huh. It kind of went badly. I'm... I might have to watch that to form a greater opinion on it. I think right now my opinion, my big takeaway is, wow, high school sucks for everyone. I think so. Yeah. So it's some good content for entertainment. What was the name of the movie again? You Again. You Again. You Again. All right. With Kristen Bell. Excellent. I'll keep that in mind. So the good news is this week we're prepared. We talked about it a lot longer. We actually listened to more music to prepare. We read Wikipedia articles, dang it. Um, so rather than doing individual songs, we're, we're, we're moving back. We're doing it again, baby. We're doing Artists of the Week. Listen with me, who's it gonna be? It's the Artist of the... Artist of the Week. John. Hello. What do you know about this artist? So this artist, despite everything that's happening right now, is Russian, and that's pretty cool. Uh, her name is Regina Spector. All right, that's a little bit of a weird way to put it, because I yeah, mean, I, yeah, no, I'll admit it. I've kind of, I kind of, I, th- I think I'm gonna say this up front. I don't have anything against Russian people. I don't have anything against Russian art or artists. The only thing I have against Russia in general is basically their leader. I don't like Putin. Yeah. But everything else, you pretty know, okay. You know what? The poor people in Russia are probably very similar to the poor people we have here in America. I probably have a lot more in common with them than I do with Putin or Obama. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm the one who brought up Regina Spector. I'm the one who wanted to talk about her because I've been listening to her music since high school. I say that like she has a huge discography. She doesn't. She makes very good, concise, strong pieces. And she has like five albums, maybe six. Five pretty well-known albums, though, I'd say. I mean, I suppose that depends on who you ask, because most people I talked, most people, I'm like, oh, I'm sure you listen to her music all the time. You must love her stuff. You Like, you love Regina Speck, and it's like, who? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Having said, like, I'm sure everyone has heard at least one of her songs. They just don't know that she wrote it. Like, one of, one of those good examples, like, you didn't know who she was, but you loved the song she did for Orange is the New Black Mom. It's the only song of hers that I knew. And I, I think I knew that she wrote it because you happened to stumble into the house one day when I was watching the Netflix. And, and you I go, just oh, happened to hey, say, that's Regina Spector. Yes, yeah, she wrote, I think, it, what was the title song? Uh, yeah. You've Got Time. Animals, the animals, trap, trap, trap till the cages fall. The cages fall, the day is new. And everyone is waiting, waiting on you. Yeah, it's a real catchy song. 
And the producer to the TV series, when they were uh, creating it, uh, went to her directly and asked her if she could write something. And she did. So this was written specifically for that series. But it's also a good standalone song. Hey, you're Regina Spector. I'm making a TV show. Please make music for it. And yeah, no, she does all kinds of stuff for t- like probably as much for individual TV shows as she does for her own albums. But it was one of her albums that actually introduced me to her. I think it was her album Far, which has my favorite of her songs on it. Well, two songs that I need to mention first and foremost. One that I think everyone has heard and loved. Um, Eat. Can't remember each Which, first of all, really good song, but also, like, I love how she uses language to, like, describe such, like, she uses simple, like, ordinary, everyday language to describe such abstract concepts, which is kind of like the opposite, I think, of what a lot of artists try to do, where Mm -hmm. they use very flowery, poetic language to describe things that everyone kind of already yeah. Like has simpler terms for. Yeah. yeah. They try to gussy it up. Yeah. Which nothing against that. But I love how Regina does it. I love taking like simple ideas and then trying to describe these as a larger emotion that no one else has really put words to, which is what her entire song Eat is about. And I think it's going to mean something a little different to everyone who hears it. And I think we should say right now that Eat is not spelled how you think it is. It's spelled E-E-T. Yeah, so maybe that'll make it a little easier when you look it up. So it's not about food? It's not about food. It's a, it's about... What isn't it about? Nostalgia and wanting to be as good as you were in the past and wanting to be as good as the rest of your family and wanting something for yourself. And it's such it's a hard kind of nebulous thing for me to describe when she does it so much better in her song. She already has the words. So we may as well use them. <laughs> it's like forgetting... The words to your favorite song You can't believe it You were always singing along It was so easy And the words so sweet You can't remember You try to feel the beat Well, that song sounds really relatable. I think a lot of her songs are, in a sense. Like, she makes really relatable songs, which is why it's so weird that she's not hugely, like, spectacularly popular to me. Because she has a very similar style to... Rachel Platten. Yeah, and we've talked about that, I think, before when we talked about Rachel yeah, Platten. because I think Rachel Platten also should be hugely popular, and she's struggling to get her whole audience. Yeah, and they both tend to have, like, well, I think I'd describe Regina Spector's music as maybe a little more introspective. Uh, Rachel Platten's is very uplifting. Yeah, um, but they have some definite similarities. I, I can tell that Rachel has been inspired a bit by um, Regina. Yeah. But you said that there were two songs on that album, Far. What's the second one that you wanted to mention? The second song, and it's the song that I heard that made me go, oh, I need to listen to this whole album. It's the song Blue Lips. And all the gods and all the worlds began colliding on a backdrop of blue. Blue lips, blue veins. 
And this is a song where I've listened to this for nearly a decade now, and I still don't know how I would describe this song. Well, I don't know a huge amount about Regina Spector, but I did stumble upon a top 10 list of her best songs. And one of the songs, her number three song, is also from the album Far. So tell us what you think about the song Laughing With. No one laughs a guy when the cops knock on their door and they say we got some bad news, sir. No one's laughing at God when there's a famine, fire, or flood. But God could be funny at a cocktail party while listening to a good goddamn joke. Or when the crazy say he hates us and they get Oh, this is... That is kind of tough because, again, I think it's a religious song for someone who's not religious. In right. a weird way. Okay. Yeah. Reverent, but not holy? Yeah. Actually, no. I'm going to say the exact opposite. Oh. It's irreverent, but very holy. I see. It's, God is not someone up there who has it all planned out for us. There are bad things happen in the world. Accidents happen. There are unfortunate things in the world. So if there is a God, God has to be with us. God's our friend. They're next to us. We're laughing with God because we have to. Well, I definitely would like to learn more about this song because that is very similar to the description that this person put together where they uh, talked about their solemn take on the dichotomy of rejecting God only Ooh. to become desperately faithful in the next moment of crisis. So, yeah, like okay. even people who like say they don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. I'm agnostic. Mm. Well, I don't think that's necessarily true because we all have something we need something to believe in. Yeah. And, and even and even then we were raised with the idea of a god. You and even, I certainly were, yeah. Even if we are told or we say that we choose to not believe in him, oh, we're still talking about him, aren't we? Yeah. I'm not I I'll be I'll be honest. I'm not the best practicing Christian out there, but no, I do believe that there's a god and I kind of think this is how I believe that god is for me. It's someone that's there with me through hard times. Okay, let's talk about the song Fidelity. Mm. Fidelity. That's a song I don't quite know as well because that was like from her first, like, that was her first hit, I yeah. think. I hear in my mind all of these words. I hear in my mind all of this music. And it breaks my heart. And it breaks my heart. This is one of your favorites, Mom, isn't it? She ha She did something almost percussive with her vocals, right? Yeah, she has, um, and there must be a term for it, but I don't know what it is, uh, where she has this little um, interlude that she, yeah, does something rather percussive, but she uses her voice to accompany her. It's, it's staccato, but in a way that like people almost never do with their voice. It's very, well, yeah, it's it's unique, and it's... And it's somewhat difficult to do, so listen to this clip and then pause it and try to mimic it yourself. And it breaks my heart When it breaks my heart I've been trying to do that with my voice <laughs> and it is much harder than it sounds. It, yeah, no, it's very interesting. I love the song. I listen to a lot of her songs and admittedly, like, I let them wash over me. And that's one of the songs that does that really well. So, Michael, remind me, how did you uh, come to learn about Regina Spector? What was your first introduction? Okay, so calling me out for being on the internet between the years of 2009 and 2016. 17. 
One of those. Who can yeah. say? I think we would all be shocked if you had not been on the internet during those years. I probably would have been a very different person. I certainly wouldn't have learned about Regina Spector because I learned about her through a comic that was inspired by another much larger, more popular webcomic uh, known uh, to some as the bane of their existence and more pop- more well-known to others as Homestuck. Now, we've already talked about Homestuck a little bit on this podcast, so we're not going to do it again. We're not allowed. The FCC won't let us. But the, the song, Blue Lips, drew a lot of emotional comparisons to some scenes in the comic Homestuck. Maybe not one-to-one comparisons, but it's a very evocative song. And it drew a lot of people to, well, make art. And that was one of the things I found. I found a scene from the comic recreated alongside the lyrics to this song. And it was beautiful. And certainly, it was beautiful enough to draw me to the rest of her music, which is spectacular. I thought her name was Spectre. Spectacular. I think we just found the title for this episode. Hey, we did it. That almost never happens while we're recording. I don't think we talked... I mean, we purposefully didn't talk a lot about her her personal life, just because, like, I mean, there doesn't seem to be a lot about her personal life on the internet. She seems to be a pretty private person funnily enough she keeps her personal life personal and i respect her for it i really do as well though i will say if you have the opportunity to like see any of like her live performances on youtube maybe those are the ones you should watch because she's beautiful her music is beautiful she has a presence that i think stands out in live that is very different from her presence in her studio songs also i feel like we would be remiss to say how she's been very successful not only in her own albums but also in Uh, making music for television because we had mentioned how she made uh, songs for the opening song for Orange is the New Black but she's also been making music for television since 2005 and it still kind of keeps doing it like her first one was uh, her song Us in 2005 It was used in a commercial as part of a What Do You Want to Watch series for UK. She had some days in CSI New York. She had Field Below in the show Criminal Minds in 2006. On the radio in Grey's Anatomy. While we were on our knees, praying that disease would leave the ones we love and never come again. And on the radio, we heard November rain that solos real long. But it's a pretty song We listened to it twice Cause the DJ was asleep And also more recently in uh, Netflix's Sex Education. And I think her latest one was uh, on the late show with Stephen Colbert back in uh, August of 2020. That was her song Prisoners. Prisoners Serving life sentences Wait For the earth To suddenly Shake for the walls to somehow suddenly come crumbling, tumbling, and for the bars to somehow magically break. Yeah, so like we've all heard her music, and she makes really good music that, like, it's comfortable, it's easy to air. Yeah. I think Grey's Anatomy is one of the TV shows, the recent TV shows that has. Uh, used itself as a platform to feature new up-and-coming indie artists. 
So somebody who, who gets one of the closing credits on Grey's Anatomy could see their sales skyrocket just because now they have a new audience because millions of people heard them on the show. And also if you watch The Good Wife and uh, a few others, How I Met Your Mother, she's she's been in a lot of shows. <laughs> so, hey, maybe this podcast episode will get her even more popular. Who knows? Fingers crossed. <laughs> we can only hope. You thought you were safe. You thought we wouldn't bring another new segment to this show. You thought that we were finally going to get back into the rhythm of things. No, I'm bringing a new segment to this show called Reach for the Stars. In this little podcast of ours, we don't just record our memoirs. You might think it's lame, but it's time for a game that we call Reach for the Stars. So Reach for the Stars is a little game that I found has worked well for podcasts and audio mediums in general, where I take an Amazon product and I read out a couple of the reviews for it. And you guys, uh, my mother and my brother, have to guess what the product is based on the reviews that I have and also the amount of stars that I give. And uh, if you guys want to play along at home, feel free. Like this is semi-interactive. <laughs> Send in your comments uh, before you finish listening to the episode. So I have a few products prepared. I think we're going to do this a couple times in the next few episodes, but the theme for the first three products, the first one that we're doing this episode, is uh, Royal Accessories. Fancy. Royal Accessories. So would this be like dogs? I, I have no idea. I guess we're going to have to try and find out. I don't think they sell dogs on Amazon, so no. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm, unfortunately, I have no corgis in this. No, actually, fortunately, I don't have any corgis in this list. I don't think animals should be sold on Amazon. Please do not buy corgis on the internet. Real corgis, anyway. <laughs> if they're stuffed or if they're... Anyway. <laughs> John, read us a review. The first review I have for the first product is five stars. The title for the comment is, It's nice. I like it. It's a good fit, and the item itself is a pretty black. Five stars, and the best adjective is nice and pretty. I'm going with lingerie. I'm afraid uh, not lingerie this time. Darn it. Yes. <laughs> Scarves. Also, uh, as it turns out, oh. no one found this review helpful. <laughs> um, I can see why that might be. It's something that is worn. And can be fit, yes. And Gloves. Mm. Oh, read the review one more time. So that review was, I like it. It's a good fit, and the item itself is a pretty black. So royal accessories. I have two more reviews if you guys need. Okay, let's go with the next one. I think one. we need another one. Here we are. We have a four-star review. Uh, three people found this helpful. Black paint scratches off. Great altogether. Me and my boyfriend love them, but the black paint scratches off. Okay, the first review made it sound like it was singular, a one thing, but this one makes it sound plural, like there's more than one. At least two. Maybe, maybe they bought one for the girlfriend and one for the boyfriend, um, which if it's something that is worn still, then that means it's unisex. Opera glasses. Ooh, cool. I like that. Um, it has paint on it. That's what's tripping me up now. Um, who? Tricky. A watch. Not a watch. Um, I'm going to give you guys another hint. This is not necessarily a royal accessory, but an accessory a royal might wear. Okay, well, now you're just tripping me up, dude. Okay, okay. 
Well, I'm trying to flip through all the pictures in my mind of royals going to events. What were they wearing? If they're going to the Royal Ascot races, they might have they top might hats. Wear, they might wear an ascot chains. to that one. <laughs> yes, they might. <laughs> all right. I have uh, two more reviews here. Um, this one is five stars. Perfect. A little big. He ordered an eight because seven and five wasn't in women's size, but yeah. Let's see. I love my new blank. My engagement is going to be great. Shoes? It, it better not be a ring because you shouldn't have a painted ring. No. And paint wouldn't scuff off of your shoes because honestly, your shoes shouldn't be painted either, although there would be shoe polish on them. Oh, man. Okay. Not necessarily unisex anymore, though. It comes in men's and women's sizes. Um, and the black paint scratches off. Who? Oh, man. Ah, that's this is this is tricky. Wow. And people do this on other podcasts. I've listened to one other podcast do this. One um, other podcast does this. And admittedly, they went for like more gag gifts. So they said like, hey, candy cigarettes. Hey, fake duty. And meanwhile, I tried to be a little funny and do something new with it. But okay. Oh, boy. Um, I need to guess something. I would like for you to to try to lock in an answer for this one because the next review might reveal a lot. Okay. The only accessories I can think of the royals wearing would be like some jewelry. Mm -hmm. The queen and the princesses always have a purse or a clutch, mm. but those aren't painted either. <laughs> it's the size thing that's throwing me off now because I'm, I'm like decorative sword. <laughs> that's my answer. Lock it in. Okay. Michael says sword. Mom, what do you say? A uh, clutch. A clutch. I'm afraid not for either of those. Michael, I'm sorry to say this. It is a ring. Okay. Don't buy engagement rings or wedding rings off of Amazon. Because what? So this last review is uh, five stars um, from Nicole Wagner. I'm a juggalette. He's a juggalo. This is specifically the Sping Jewelry His and Hers Hatchet Man Women Ring. An accessory that a royal would wear? John. Royals wear rings. John. Yes. Mom, I apologize. I know we said we wouldn't swear on this podcast. John, what the f***? We already have the mature rating. We, you may as well. <laughs> so going forward, there's going to be a little twist on each of these maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you gave us a review from Juggalos. <laughs> I thought these were Amazon. I, I looked up Ring Amazon. It was like the third item. And I said, oh, I have to. That's cursed. Okay. So... <laughs> For the next few games going forward, keep in mind, I might bring something a little twisted. Cool. We'll have to remember, we can't trust <laughs> your youngest son, Mom. Okay. Mom, do you have a piece of advice to, to, <laughs> for us to end this episode on? Okay, we need some advice here. This is a woman, and she says, Help! My very devout husband doesn't know I'm faking my religious beliefs. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, well, sit down and get ready for this one, folks. I don't know how to continue this with proper advice that doesn't begin with dump the whole man. Hold on. Is there any more information? Because maybe it'll give us something to work with. Maybe we, maybe we can help. Well, the only thing I have here is, like, the, this person's take some advice on, you know, like, of oh. all the things to be faking, this is one you might not want to be faking. I mm. mean, if, if she's faking being religious, she's probably faking more than that. I'm not yeah. saying what she's faking, but, you know. And also, I would add that I'm kind of, uh, I, I would say the husband probably knows she's faking. 
to what extent is she faking, I'm wondering? Because if this is like she's going to church every Sunday and she's just not into it, or is she just saying, yeah, I grew up with that stuff, and then just kind of letting it slide? Is this like how you and I can like sort of fake being Catholic by just like respouting all the stuff that dad talks about from his Catholic high school upbringing? So maybe she's bringing stories from like when she went to a, a Bible study in school or maybe when she went to a daycare or something. But if she knows the story, she might be able to get away with it better. And it sounds like she is getting away with it so far. I mean, if you go to church, even if you're not like hugely into it, if you're going to church with your husband, if you're going through all the steps... I mean, I can't think of anything more you can really do besides reading the Bible front to back and then doing a book report on it. It's a hard read, by the way. I've tried reading it front to back. It is not easy. It's a little like, archaic. Like that's why that's why they do the weekly thing where they have specific scriptures because like they're those are the good bits. Yeah. So like <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there's like any advice we can go for other than if this is something you're actually concerned about, you can either adopt the faith or, or come clean. Say like, yeah. sorry, honey, I'm just not super into it. Like, I'm not saying that you have to admit that you're Jewish. Hang on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that like... Hold on. What, what are you getting at here, brother? I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying like you have to go and... like What, what are you going to do? Like say, sorry, honey, like I know I said I was religious, but it's a different religion. It's not the weird upbringing you came... Like what? You can't lie. You can't... You're going to dig yourself in deeper here. The only options are keep going to church with him and I hope some of it rubs off now, or come clean. Now, we've made some assumptions here. The boyfriend's very religious. It says that in the text, right? Yes. What if he's not Catholic? What if he worships like Zul or something? What What if he worships the Greek pantheon? Yeah, like, yeah. I guess, first of all, I think it's weird then for him to assume that his wife also has the same set of religious beliefs as him. I mean, if she read the myths, if she grew up on the stories, yeah, she could probably, maybe she's not like burning half of her food as a offering to Hera. She got in this far. She went through the whole dating process. Like... So her options are either come clean, hey, I actually haven't been super into it so far. And you can either keep up the lie by saying, and I want to start learning, or saying, yeah, no, I'm just not going to do this. I, I just, I don't think there are other options here that aren't like jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't really care. Oh, we didn't even consider that. Oh, it's a double bluff. He's not religious either. He's doing. He's been going to church because he thinks she's religious. <laughs> <laughs> He's been. He did the Bible book report. That's why he knows so much. <laughs> I think everyone should come clean, let their intentions be known, and just Don't. just love each other, please. And and when you're when you're at your speed dating group. Come clean first and foremost. Don't pretend that you're religious when you're not. Otherwise, you're going to marry some guy who believes deeply in the Greek pantheon and you're in too deep to back out. And oh. also, I think you should date all four seasons before you get married. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Safe. Take some time with it. Yeah. yeah. That, that way, these little things float to the surface and you mm -hmm. can resolve them before you become legally bound to each other. <laughs> I'd say at least two birthdays when dating, at least. That would be better. But, you know, sometimes we get in a hurry and we think we're going to take some shortcuts and really it's better not to take any like, shortcuts. Like you can do whatever you want for tax reasons. Like I, I, I won't stop that. But like if you're going to be committed to each other, like, yeah, take some time. Know the person. Learn what you want and what you're able to give.
So if you would consider something just for tax reasons, would you like marry somebody like... I would marry basically anyone for tax reasons if I had to pay a lot of taxes, yeah. <laughs> okay. How many children would you have just for tax reasons? I mean, children are, are messy business because once you bring a life into this world, you really shouldn't take it out. I think the tax deduction has to be more meaningful than the other expenses going yeah. into having a child if that's what you're doing it for. Yeah. And I don't think there's any way that could ever be the case. Because there are expenses when you have a dependent because they are dependent. So like if the money works out and you don't mind raising a kid and also you really want to raise a kid, sure, have a kid. But like getting married and living in separate houses and just kind of texting each other when you need to, like that's something else. All right. So our takeaways, don't lie to your husband. Don't lie to the IRS. Except when convenient. You just listened to Family Ties Positive Vibes, a podcast about the lives of a small family in Southern California. Our theme song is Funkorama by Kevin McLeod. You can listen to more of his work at Incompetech.com. Special thanks for this episode goes to you, our listener. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next time after I, uh, after I come up with more jokes and stuff for this segment. I'm kind of running out of ideas. We're not, we don't really do all that much, so I kind of just make stuff up. 